change the uh, intro a little bit. I've never heard Jamie Kennedy in there before. Yeah, he's been in there since the very beginning, I thought. I think you're a liar. Yeah, that's true. I am a liar. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that has anything to do just, with uh, the Jamie Kennedy. Just thing. ask any deal or no deal model that's been on the show. <laughs> Every time they come on, I try to impress them. Yeah, I'm a bodybuilder, of course. 36-inch pecs. Yeah, that might be true, though. That I could do be have 36-inch pecs. Uh, we've talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Bill Nye, the science guy, we, we, yeah. we've, we've, we've booked him and then he doesn't show up. And most of that's on our fault because we have scheduling issues. And last week he was supposed to be here and he, he, he didn't call in and he called in after the show last week. We recorded the interview, me and James, and we're going to play it today. So he will nope. be on the show. Bill Nye, the science guy. We got a good show, though. Uh, we're talking to Bruce Abel, I guess is how you say his last name. Yeah. Apparently, he is the uh, son of a commander of a lost World War II submarine. And uh, I guess they're looking for the submarine or something. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. And uh, are you doing some construction over there on your desk? I don't want to talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and, of course, we're still on the debate of the uh, the mudstorm. For some reason, Dove still thinks that there's no such thing as a mudstorm. I even think though, it's been proven. Even though we've had the National Weather Service. Uh, even though we've had the National Weather Service. Bill Nye. Several, Bill Nye, both of them blew you off. That's right. So, That's you know. right. And so uh, now Dove brings in a local meteorologist. Oh, this is Dove. Is Dove calling? Yeah. That's a, like a Nintendo ring. It's like playing a Game Boy. What's up? Oh, he can't hear me. Anyway, Dub Dub really doesn't think there's a such thing as a mudstorm. So we got a local meteorologist. Uh, she's a meteorologist here in Dallas on CBS. Mm-hmm. Christine Kahanik yes. is on the show. Today. Very nice lady. Yes, very very nice. Oh, that music sounds like Tetris. Guess what happened this week? What? I got a you know Jenna Fisher from the Office. Yeah. She oh. she emailed me this week. What? Yeah, she emailed me. Uh, we were trying to get her on the show like last week. And why didn't y'all tell me this? She's so fabulous. She's the bomb. She is a bomb. I don't want to say it. She's she's hot. She, I she's guess hot. she I is hot. It. She's hot. Yeah, she's hot. But uh, she emailed me last week, and um, oh, he's never gonna figure this out. I'm just gonna turn on. Let's just not talk to him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just disappear from the face <laughs> of the earth. No, she emailed me last week, and and. Uh, and she said, or this week actually, and she said that uh, she was sorry she couldn't make the show last week. And uh, we didn't want to say anything because she wasn't confirmed, but uh, it was her and her husband's anniversary. She's married. Uh, oh. So that kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, no, it was her husband's so anyway, anniversary. And, Bill and, Nye? And, and, <laughs> yeah, Bill Nye. Bill Nye's on the show this week. <laughs> Who cared? Yeah, Who but, cares? She, but she was very nice and she said she's sorry that she's, she couldn't make it. And, and uh, hopefully we can have her on again one day. You know? Maybe sometime soon. Who knows? I don't think we're ever going to fix this problem with Dub. Uh, anyway, if you want to give us a call, one eight eight eight. Don't make a cure for stupid. <laughs> MZ Live Five. That's one eight 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 six nine five four eight three five. Do you watch that show, Jericho? 
I do. I do. I well, I say I do. I watched like two episodes. I have two, but isn't it a good show? It is a good show. It's very captivating. Very, it is not not weird captivating like Lost, yeah. which is wonderful. But yeah. Um, it's not a stupid show. You would think it'd be a really crummy writing and a dumb show, but it's not. Seems like there's a real strong actors. In yeah, it. yeah. I love the show. And CBS, it's on CBS, uh, for those of you who don't know. CBS has just granted it a full season. So it's going to be on for 22 whatever episodes. That's one of those shows that I, I usually like on Monday nights. I've usually got scheduling conflicts. Yeah. But I've seen enough of it that I like it. Yeah. That I'm not going to watch anymore, and I'm just going to wait and buy the season on DVD. Yeah, because it's that good. It's that good of a show. Because I know once they start watching one, I'm going to have to. I like you know? shows that are unique, that mm-hmm. no one else has really thought of. And, and, and there's no other, or, or it's never been tried before on TV, and there's not ever been a, a show on TV that talks about, you know, what happens in a nuclear holocaust or something, you know? Yeah. What do people actually do? And I watch it just thinking that maybe if that ever happened, hopefully it never happens, but if that ever happens to America, I know what to do now. If it rains after a mushroom cloud, you stay inside and tape up the doors, and then you walk out and you're perfectly fine, as long as you don't lick the ground. That's what I've learned from the TV show. Well, that that's true. <laughs> Didn't they have a lot of issues with people that wanted to lick the ground? But yeah, like, no, yeah, it was. There was a whole episode about ground. it where they're they're. <laughs> it was called they, "Don't Lick the Ground." Yeah, that's the entire episode. Was they said, "Don't lick the ground, and you'll be fine." <laughs> I think that was the name of the episode. And don't drink water. Yeah, you know what else? <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow, I've got like crap in my throat. It's like a crap throat day. Um, <laughs> that's stupid. That was dumb. <clears throat> Edit. <laughs> 30 Rock. Did you watch that show? I've not watched it yet. It's so good. You, really? like, you like Studio 60, right? Yeah, I like Studio 60. Studio 60 is, is like a drama, you know, and you got to kind of have to pay attention to it to kind of know what's going on. Yeah. And and for me, I like Studio 60, but it's just, it 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 doesn't really grab my attention because it's so kind of serious, even though it's yeah, not really serious. Yeah, I expected serious. something a little lighter from, uh, from that guy I that just, plays it. Yeah, totally Matt, blank. Mark. Why do I want to call him Matthew, Matthew McConaughey? Matthew Perry. Not Matthew Perry. That is the man. <laughs> yeah. And and that is odd because I'm a huge fan of his and and like whole nine yards, whole ten yards, great movies. Yeah. Um, Serving Sarah, really really funny. And I expected him to be in something a little more. Which his character is very, let's say Chandler ish. Yeah. But it's still the whole series is much more serious. Yeah, and, and, and kind of intense even. It is. It's funny at times, but it's it's just a little bit too deep for me. I enjoy it, but I can't. I it, well, you're a moron, right? My attention span flies away. But Studio sixty, or sorry, Thirty Rock is actually a very good show. It's very light. It's very comical, and 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 it's a very and it funny has show. My girlfriend, and in it, it has your girlfriend Tina Fey on it. Mm, she is fabulous. Yeah. And Can you give me some theme music for any time we mention Tina Fey? Okay, let me find something for you. Ah, uh, Tina Fey. Yeah. yeah. That works. I, I like that. Sounds good. I can see you and Tina Fey uh, getting together. Don't <laughs> I don't say that. You, why? you get Because you know it's never going to happen. Because her husband's really strong, How, and who, so who is my girlfriend. Who is It'll be the Battle of the Amazons. Oh, Amazons. Amazons. I need to pronunciate right. I how? wonder if my girlfriend will be offended that you think she's an Amazon warrior woman. Let's see if Dub's here. That was Dub. kind of a totally open phrase. Yes. Oh, wow. He's here now. Great. Yeah, the, the computer is having some major issues. The show is going to rock now. 
So, CW, uh, what's uh, what's Linda wearing right now? <laughs> Holocaust robe. <laughs> That's gross. Oh, my gosh. What are, what are, what are y'all Whoa. doing over there? Colonel Clink? I'm That's- sure he's wearing his Gandalf robe. <laughs> All right, Dub. Yeah. We're about to call Bruce, so uh, I'll let you go, and we'll call you back the second block. Okay. So you, what does this guy do, though, first off? Uh, well, he his father was lost. We'll just ask him. We'll just ask him. World War Two. Yeah, yeah, we'll just ask him. And um, <laughs> yeah, he's searching for the submarine. <laughs> he just shot me with a Nerf gun, almost. All right, cool. We'll talk to you in a little bit. All right. All right, bye. What are you getting over there? You got candy? Nope. Okay. I wanted some candy. Hello, Bruce. Yeah, that's that was much clearer. Okay. How are you doing? Very good. All right. Now tell me what you're doing. What what? Where have you been all over the news for? <laughs> well, because we uh, this is a, this is difficult to say in one sentence. But oh, don't worry about it. We take several sentences if you need to. All right, you can have three <laughs> sentences out of it. But but what happened is in 1942, my father commanded a submarine called the Grunion. Okay. And we got a note um, around September 30th that it was lost at sea, and they had no idea what happened to it. And that went on for basically 60 years. And um, roughly about that time, after 60 years, two or three things happened that were kind of dramatic. Number one is my middle brother wrote a book primarily for the family. It It was more a report than a book. Right. And, and we call it the gym book because we always called my dad the gym as opposed to dad. Okay. But anyway, in it, he described what he thought he knew about the Grunion experience. And number two is a little bit what life was like without Jim, which is kind of a big deal because, you know, we were, we were, I was 12 years old. My youngest brother was five. Sure. Um, all of a sudden, we had no income, nothing. And uh, it was an interesting experience. And then number two is... About the same time, there's a guy called Lieutenant Colonel um, Richard uh, Lane bought went in, in Denver, Colorado, went to an antique store, and he bought for $1 a wiring diagram that went to the um, uh, that was on the winch on a Cana Maru, which is a boat that eventually we discovered was was in a confrontation with a submarine. Okay. Um, and anyway, he so what happened is that he wanted to authenticate whether that was a valid uh, wiring diagram, and he put it on the internet. And somebody who was we call right now, and I have a lot of respect for him, uh, Yutaka Awasaki, okay, responded and he said, "Yes, that is a valid." Uh, <clears throat> a document, and not also, I think I know what happened to the Grunion. And he um, described in, in, in a kind of a brief manner what, what he thought had happened to the Grunion, which was up in the Aleutians, uh, in the very, very tip of the Aleutians, which is very far out. I mean, the Aleutians is, is sort of a, a bizarre part of the world that we don't understand very much, but to get a rough idea of what how far out it is. Sure. We had a crew that went out there. They flew from Anchorage to uh, Dutch Harbor. It was a three-hour flight. Wow. Then from Dutch Harbor 
to Kiska, which is where we found the sub, basically. Okay. It's three more days by by boat. So it's, it's very, very, very far out. But anyway, what happened was this individual called Yutaka Awasaki described a confrontation that took place between this sub and a, a, a Japanese cargo ship um, called the Kanemaru. And the most important thing is that they told us where it occurred. And, you know, he gave us some coordinates. Well, they weren't perfect, but they were pretty good. And so from then on, we, you know, we, we made a major effort. First thing was to find Yutaka Awasaki, and all three of us uh, made a major search on the Internet, and my youngest brother actually discovered Yutaka. And you know, it was like 70 or 80 different hits, but uh, he, he found his found this guy and, and uh, said, uh, you know, are you the guy that knows something about the Grunion? And we got this email back, or he did get the email back that said, yes, it is he. And wow. from then on, you know, history was made. Sure. Uh, it was really quite dramatic. Wow. And what happened was um, Yutaka spent entire weekend translating an article written by the military commander of the Kanemaru that was published in a obscure maritime Japanese magazine. Um, and, and I don't know how he ever found out about it, but he did anyway. And anyway, the, the bottom line is that we knew reasonably closely where to, where to look. And we did all look, maybe six. You, look, you knew where to look for the submarine. That's correct. Right. That okay. the big thing. Right. And so anyway, what we did is we started you know, doing a lot of research and, and learning something about it. And Bob, my, my youngest brother, uh, bumped into Bob Ballard, who had uh, discovered the Titanic. And Bob Ballard said, well, you know, this is something that is possible. It's quite, quite, quite capable that you could do it. On the other hand, you have to recognize this is the area that's probably the worst ocean in the world. It is unbelievable. This is the Bering Sea. Mm. And so <laughs> you kind of have to, you know, uh, 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 put that uh, element into the whole process and so on. And for some reason or another, Bob Ballard was not able to get involved in the process, but um, through a, a combination of very unusual circumstances, one of them was we have an individual who, uh, in our neighborhood who was living there last year who had done fishing for the Alaskan crab for almost 12 years. And he got very interested in the story, and he said, well, no, this is possible. And what he did is he found a, a boat, which actually he had worked on, and they were extremely excited about it. And they, you know, they made a, a very good price on the whole situation. And the bottom line is, and then we found a, a, a crew that did side scan sonar effort, uh, efforts, you might say. And the bottom line was is that we ended up with an agreement to do a search this summer, which we did uh, in August of this year. And we went out there, and we by that time we'd done so much research on on the location, and lo and behold, we found a target, which was almost exactly where we predicted. Wow! Uh, the target was, and you know, you got to be very careful when you look at side scan sonar targets. They are not um, they're not a photograph by any means. Right. <laughs> uh, but you can, you know, it, it looks like a mark on a piece of paper, kind of a, a scribbly mark on right. a piece of paper. Right. Uh, um, but but you can learn an awful lot from it if you understand how it works and what it does and so on. This is extremely deep. This is almost a mile deep. 
So, you, you know, this is at, at that depth, the first thing, the water is 32 degrees. There's no light there at all. And but with a side scan sonar, what it works with is 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 it sends out pings of so, uh, you know sound pings, and then records records when they come back again. So you really it's sort of a, a sound photograph, but you know the the um, uh, uh, bandwidth of something like that is very very low. I mean, in comparison to say for example a telephone which is 56k, the bandwidth down there is about you know 10 or 15 or something like that. I'm not sure quite the exact number, but anyway. The bottom line was the the image that we found was uh, consistent with the length of a uh, a, a Gator class uh, submarine, and we happened to have known all of the other ships that were sunk in the area, and we actually found the a destroyer that was sunk by the um, by the Growler actually it was another sub uh, in, in in the close areas, and that is about 376 feet. Um, the submarine is 312 feet, and we may have found a couple sub chasers that were sunk in that area. They're only 165 feet. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think it's pretty, the evidence is fairly good that, that what we found was actually the, was the Grunion. And that's kind of the story, <laughs> to put it mildly. Wow, well, that's, that's really cool. So you've been all over the news. And uh, so what oh, you, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a big thing, you know, especially people World War II buffs and stuff. James, you you like World War II? You're in you're in that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I was you know I was 12 years old. My middle brother was about eight. Wow. And my youngest brother was 12. So that's kind of what what happened. Wow. Well, that's amazing. An amazing story. We we thank you, Bruce, for coming on here and t- giving the time to to tell us that. Well, you're very welcome. One of the things that that we've been doing is notifying the uh, relatives of the crew. Wow. Now, the, the crew had 70 people on it. And we are up to now, we've, we've found relatives for 61 of them. But one of them we have not, and I believe your radio uh, audience covers the Los Angeles, Angeles area. Yes. And there's a particular individual by the name of um, L-U-N-D, F, uh, yeah, L-U-D, F-O-R, Moore Julius Lundford. Okay. And we have not found a relative for that individual at all. So if someone so if out anybody there... anybody in your listening audience that knows any relatives or knows anything about that, it would be very much appreciated if they go to the website, which is ussgrunion, G-R-U-N-I-O-N dot com. Okay. You can find all the contacts and you can find all the details of a, uh, of a story that really is by almost any standard, extremely unusual. Well, that's great. Bruce, you're doing a good job. If anybody out there is, is a relative of, of, of that uh, particular crew member, uh, go to the website that Bruce mentioned. And, uh, and it's, again, it's USS Grunion, G-R-U-N-I-O-N dot com. USS Grunion, Grunion no, dot com. Not G-R-U-N-I-O-N. <laughs> I feel like Grunion. Jerry Lewis. I can't pronounce anything. Yeah, well, I, I can't. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll put it on our website. And, uh, Very good. And if anybody knows anybody that might be related, check that, that out. That would be great. And it benefits the family as well as you guys. I mean, everyone, oh, it's, it's, it's a it's, wonderful experience. It's broader than that. That's correct. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Bruce. Thank you for taking the time to come right, on the show and do this. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. He's a nice guy. I liked him a lot. Yeah. That's a very nice story. Is my mic on? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Thanks for turning my mic back well, on, Well, you were buddy. doing uh, nerd shots over there. <laughs> I like nerds. So I have to... <laughs> Don't tell Brian. <laughs> but uh, anyway... What?
We gotta go uh, for a break. How long was that vlog? I don't know. An, an hour? 47 minutes. <laughs> it's the Michael Zavala Show. More Michael Zavala coming up.